Hello and welcome once again to Winner Winner PUBG Podcast, where we are taking you into the future via the past, which is how time works. My name is Arjuna, <laughs> and joining me today is my other host. I'm Robin. Yeah. Hey. And it's uh, this is another content-packed episode, man. I I gotta say, looking at all of the stuff that we have to talk about today, yeah, which is so surprising to me. It's like I feel like every time we talk about what we're gonna do on the show, I'm like, I have, we don't have anything to talk about anymore. <laughs> we always end up with. I'm sure it's gonna be at least an hour again. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thrill ride that mm-hmm. we have for you today. There's a lot of topics. I kind of don't even want to bullet point them all. I just I just want to like. Do it okay i so, like it yeah let's do you know what you guys are expect on, the unexpected exactly you're on our ride today yeah uh, just just lay back crack open that beer don't worry about it we got you covered mm-hmm. so i heard that someone loves us and gave us money i you know people keep giving us money it's almost like we're stripping <laughs> <laughs> It's like we're stripping. That <laughs> you know, I, I somehow I think you'd do better as a stripper than I would, Robin. Mm. It's, it's that physique. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I'd get like the sapiosexual stripper people. Oh, totally. <laughs> they would be like, oh, like read that Winnie the Pooh book again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lick your finger when you turn the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd bring some like War and Peace on stage. It'd be good, <laughs> dude. You 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 would make a killing at that. Actually. <laughs> English accent and all. I should try that. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, wear a button down shirt. Like open oh, it. You have snap. you have some good chest hair going on. I do. I do have some good chest hair. I gotta say. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Get the the hairy angle covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who loves us this week? Okay, it's Brad. Brad. Thank AKA you, Spywax, which is yeah. a very interesting name. It is an interesting name. I want to hear more about that. Me we, too. It's like, that's is it all... for your hair? Is it for like your silencer? I bet you could <laughs> wax your pistol silencer for some reason. Or is it like a reference to music, you know? Like oh, could, throw uh, that Spywax on the juke, man. I yeah. Have, wow. I don't know. I'm going deep. That's our question of the week for Spywax. And he has like three really interesting questions. He does. Mm-hmm. Why don't, let, let's like, why don't you read the first one and we'll answer it and then we'll do, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So, we don't want to read them all because it's like a good solid. It's a short novel. Yeah. All right. So the first question is, and I'm not as good as a reader as you, but I'm going to do this one. Okay. No, how about you do the first one? I'll do the second one. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So his first question is, I have been playing PUBG since it launched on Xbox in December and was watching it in streams before that. So dedicated. I haven't touched another game since and I'm still not sick of it. Actually, can we just pause right there? Yeah. So I love this phenomenon of people watching streams of PUBG when they don't play it. And I didn't know that people did this. And I shit you not that... An ex-girlfriend of mine called me the other day, and she's like, hey, what you been up to, blah, blah, blah. And it, I come to find out she has been spending, she works from home, and she's been spending a lot of time watching PUBG. What? And she's not a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. That's impressive. I was flabbergasted. Yeah, yeah. That's just a taste of of cultural change mm-hmm. happening right there. You know, this is interesting. My sister's boyfriend is a gamer, mm-hmm. but doesn't. 
I, as far as I know, he doesn't play any shooters. But I didn't know this. But I was, you know, I knew he was a gamer, and so I was like, you know, hey, I play PUBG. You know, you're a gamer. Maybe we should play sometime. And he's like, oh no, I, I don't play shooters, but I do watch PUBG. Wow. And it was the same thing. I was like, damn, dude. So yeah, this is a phenomenon. I don't know if this is just a general like just a normal occurrence people watching games they don't play mm-hmm. or if PUBG is something special i'm curious about that this is i'm kind of wondering if 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 people are ever going to package it as like a show at some point <laughs> oh god right yeah. i mean not like a drama but right now every streamer is kind of making their own 10 to 30 minute videos right that they release mm-hmm. regularly and that's kind of the that those are like shows. I basically use them like shows. That's true. Me too. Yeah. And I kind of like I always watch them by myself. I'm just curious if there's like any potential for this to be some kind of culture cuz like I'll invite friends over and we'll watch Star Trek or something else. Mm. But I wouldn't I wouldn't invite friends over to watch PUBG videos. There's oh, something Robin. very personal about like YouTube consumption for me. I'm yeah. Not, you know? Wouldn't it be so romantic if you brought your date home and you guys fired up PUBG videos? I, absolutely it would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just take note of that. Ladies. In my mind. And then I'd never see her again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that stuck around would be the right one, you know. <laughs> All right, let's jump back into this question here. Once in a while, a game comes along that just has some sort of magic to it that can't really be pinned down or described. To me, PUBG is that kind of a game. What is it to you that keeps you coming back to PUBG over and over again? This is yeah. such a difficult question. Mm-hmm. It's that je ne sais quoi. Well, I, I can go first yeah. with some thoughts that I've had. So one of the things that really stands out to me about this game is how memorable it is. Mm. And I've said this before on the show, but like one of my favorite things about PUBG is that I feel like just about every match is a story, mm-hmm. has a narrative arc. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that keeps me coming back so to it. So does Call of Duty. Yeah? Yeah. What's like, the narrative arc? It's um, I spawned and then ran around and killed somebody and ran around some more and got killed and then I spawned and I ran around and killed somebody and then ran around some more and got killed and then I spawned. <laughs> Sounds like the Animaniacs. (laughs) It's like some Nickelodeon shit right there. Yeah. So, yeah, I I feel like PUBG is like, it's like the the Steven Spielberg of video games. Whoa. You know, it's just like... And you are the director. And and I, usually I feel like an unwitting, hapless plot point, but... (laughs) 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 But I just, that's what I like about it is is this kind of cinematic story-like quality about it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is just the like the ridiculous situations that you get into in the game. Like, I've never played another game that felt like such a sandbox for ridiculous situations. Yeah. And and I think the, the bugs and the glitchiness have definitely contributed to that in some way. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been riding that line between, like, is this bug fun or is this bug really unfun? Hmm. But... Just think, you know, like the whole motorcycle rocket launch phenomenon. Man, there's so many thoughts in my head right now. So let's just talk about the bug thing. All right. With the bugs, I think that the reason this game really took off is that it feels like a game only you and a few of your friends know about. Even though you know that like millions of people play it, 
because oh, it oh that's interesting it doesn't feel like a polished like blockbuster production which isn't of course but it still plays like reasonably well and it's like this like almost like hipster effect you know where like you feel kind of cool for being there and enjoying it because it doesn't feel like something that you should that you're expected to like enjoy as much and yet it is enjoyable does that make sense <laughs> it's like when you discover a band you're more stoked about it because you're pretty sure that not a lot of other people know about it whereas if it was that's how i am anyway like i get a little less excited if it's like i don't go for um high pop as much because it's like well everyone knows about this and it's just like it's easy yeah. to appreciate because it was manufactured to be that way you know yeah it doesn't make you look cool on a date to it know about i don't it. and i don't know if that's quite it it's just like I like having experiences where I feel like it's kind of unique and I'm not just like one of millions of people enjoying it. And mm -hmm. PUBG is not that because millions of people are enjoying it. But it feels like... It's the illusion. It Yeah, something yeah. about it. Um, it feels marginal somehow. Right. Be well, I, I, mean I think because of the um, the kind of jankiness and the bugginess and... To this day, like sometimes I'll watch other games and the moment when you're shooting at somebody and the moment that they die is you, it's, I feel like it's still more obvious and immediate in most other games. Yeah. And in this game, there's like this kind of uncertainty, this tension like around that moment. That's a little strange. And it, I notice it only when I see other games and I see how quickly people, like when someone goes down, it's like, oh yeah, they're dead. And like, there's no question about it and i feel like here it's like you sh you shoot and then like half second later they die kind of a thing <laughs> yeah frequently I, I was watching a wacky jackie video the other day and he he just keeps firing for like a full second after the kill registers on his screen and it's he's just like nope i ain't falling for that again like i'm, make, <laughs> I'm making sure that person that's dead. how i feel i yeah. definitely overkill all the time <laughs> Because, and it's funny because a lot of streamers don't. They get good enough where it's like they let out just enough bullets to kill them and yeah. then they move to their next target or like look a different direction. Right. And then like they're already looking 60 degrees somewhere else and it'll say at the bottom of the screen like you knock so-and-so. Right. It's not It's not even that delayed. I'm exaggerating maybe a little. It, it doesn't happen as much as I might be saying, but there's 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 this little... Yeah. Maybe it's the animation like the text seems to show up before that the character's death is well animated and i don't know but that that's always felt weird to me from the start it's just the the gunplay but the gunplay is also so good right yeah like th i think that is one of the main like magic in the bottle components to it is just the way that automatic fire feels in the game to me it's just so fun yeah mhm mm well and i think so this kind of leads into his next segment here. Do you want to talk about this? Why don't you read this one, Robin? I have some more points I want to talk about, but I think they can wait till after this question. Okay. So um, there's so much discussion of the next great Battle Royale game that will kill PUBG. I'm not so sure this will happen as easy as many think it will. I really do believe there's a lightning in a bottle factor here and that people tend to overlook. Do you truly believe the magic of PUBG will be captured and improved upon in another game? Or will be, or will we be saying, yeah, it looks awesome on paper, it just doesn't grab me like PUBG. 
The it factor, people. Let's talk about it. The it factor. All right, Brad. Yeah. It. So, because I, I kind of feel like this is what you are starting to get at, is that there's just something, there's like some special sauce in PUBG that makes it feel like PUBG that other games don't have, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's just back up and think about what PUBG is. So, we've said in this show before that there's really like two things you need to get good at to get good at this game, and they are positioning and gunplay. But, and that's true, and both of those things are really fun. Like, you mentioned the story component. That's basically the positioning part. It's like, where are you going, when, how, right? That whole, like, narrative. And then, like, the killing people is part of that story, too, but you have to get good at it. It's a skill. And it, it you really have to work at it. And the other thing we don't usually mention is the looting part, which is also a big snag. Or not snag. What do I want to say? Snare? It's a big hook. It's a hook. <laughs> it's like... It is a hook that can sometimes be a snag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And... I mention it because not a lot of the games have that kind of component to it. And you, you just pick your stuff before the game starts, right? In most games. And here, you have to go find it. And you never know what you're going to find. And you're always finding new stuff. And it's like, there's this little like dopamine release, I swear, every time I walk up to a crate to see what's inside. Right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, or when, definitely I, when I open a door. Game. Yeah, to yeah. see what's in a room. It's like, oh, what's in here? What's in here? What's in here? And there's definitely some, like, gambling chemistry going on there. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. And and furthermore, it's kind of one of the reasons you don't get it in playing a title like Islands of Nine, for example, is that there are just guns fucking everywhere. And they all seem a lot closer to each other in power level. And so I just, you know, in that game, I just kind of pick up whatever. Like, yep, it's an AR, yep. In it's, Islands of Nine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? It's not It's not that there's no differentiation. Yeah. But I feel like the differentiation of everything is part of what makes the looting feel so good in PUBG. Mm. Is that, like, you? the choices feel really meaningful. Mm -hmm. And that's why people stop for, like, a minute to consider, oh, God, like, what do I want to pick up from this dead person? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's yeah. something as well that I don't think other games have really captured. Right. And it's not always, like, we spend a lot of time on the show, like, what's the best AR and, like, what's the best configuration for it? And really, like, we can kind of figure that out and, and use some metric to, to say what we prefer, but it really comes down to feel. And we feel different things on different days, like, oh, I feel like an AK today, or I feel like an M4. Just depends. Like, yeah. And they, they balance it well enough that making those day-to-day -day personal decisions is fun um, agreed mm -hmm. which I, I you know i have to commend i have to commend the developers there on balancing the weapons um especially the ars seem really well balanced right mm -hmm. now um the barrels kind of the the new one that we're still figuring out it seems very powerful but hard to control but that's another topic yeah also seems to fit like with the balance pretty well mm, i would agree I, it's it definitely doesn't feel op to me like i thought it would mm -hmm. yeah i was expecting it to mm -hmm. and it's it's definitely for i think it's an advanced ar i would say yes mm -hmm. agreed yeah you gotta know what you're doing mm -hmm. especially with no attachments yeah 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 the it the it factor the it is there anything else about the it you want to say um <laughs> nope just just gunplay gambling and storyline 
That's you it. know, there's there's one other thing. <laughs> there's one other thing about this game that I really like, and I it has what I would call the Half Life factor.、Mm. And this is what I noticed when I was playing the original Half Life was that you spend a lot of time in that game alone, and The、oh. the balance of time alone to time fighting or、mm. doing something more engaging was just really right. They got it right in that game.、Mm-hmm. And what it did was it created this atmosphere of like I think up until that point, shooter games were just all about shooting.、Mm-hmm. And and if it if you weren't shooting, you were like actively solving a puzzle or you were like doing some really tedious shit, just waiting to get back to the shooting, right?、Mm-hmm. And what Half Life did was that it like it introduced these set pieces that were fascinating, and it put you in environments that you just wanted to be in, and、wow. it had this this ambience. I need to buy that game. It's so good. I、It's、was telling just, I was、yeah. telling you the other day that there's a lot of these these shooters that I missed out on that kind of debuted before I had my own PC, and I just haven't played a lot of single player games either. Yeah. So, yeah, it's、I'm, so.、Good. They're on my list. Like this is part of my 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 personal ambitions as a gamer is to play Half Life and、um, a couple of other things. But but、oh、like think、Hold、about、on. my cat is dragging my rug under the door. I should let him in. <laughs> I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. But I was just gonna say that I think one of the reasons why PUBG succeeds in having that atmosphere is that they've designed memorable maps, and they've designed maps that feel interesting to spend a lot of time in. Like, you know, I, I'm just now starting to feel kind of bored of Arangal, but it's such a compelling locale in so many ways.、Mm-hmm. And I still, I'm still discovering things about Miramar and about Sandhawk that I didn't know before.、Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of the it factor is just the actual feeling of existing in the game is、mm-hmm. compelling. And it's like you don't get that in Counter Strike, for example. Like every time I play Counter Strike, I'm like I'm here to do one thing,、mm-hmm. and it's just all business. It's like it, it almost you could just like reskin the map, and I wouldn't even notice. Right, <laughs> so there's something about like the careful cultivation of an atmosphere that it, it feels like Arangal really does feel like it lives on when you leave it. Like,、hmm. you know what I mean? It feels like I I I almost feel like there is now an island on planet Earth called Arangal that exists.、Hmm. You know, it's just they've done a good job of world building.、Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. That's interesting. I remember how anxious we were to have a new map back when Erangel was the only one. It's interesting to me because I'm thinking about other games I've played that have much smaller maps that I just didn't really like ever get tired of, and I never expected new ones. When I played Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, I just loved those maps so much that like I just didn't care if they ever came out with new ones. It was just like these are great. Like, why would we need more maps? It's not about the map. Is what I'm getting at. Yes, you know,、mm-hmm. 
it's but yeah, I guess you're making a different point where the places that PUBG creates are great, but what's more important is the kind of gameplay that unfolds there, and that that's an engaging thing. And, well, mm-hmm. that in PUBG it is about the map. Yeah, like it's a lot about the map, right? And I think that that's a strength, but it does become a weakness when you get sick of the map for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is what a lot of people saw in Miramar. You know, they were just like, I don't like Miramar, and so. I'm not enjoying PUBG anymore. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, which in another game, like, I don't know, Unreal Tournament or or whatever, some of these shooters that are are aren't as focused on the locale, it's, in a way, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, you still have your favorite maps and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. you can kind of jump in and frag on just about any map as long as it doesn't suck, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. Shall, I, shall I read this last point here? Yeah. So he says, oh, and one more thing. In two years or so, I predict PUBG, the VR experience at E3. Yes. Ooh. What do you guys think? Does it happen or die before VR really works well? Anyway, that's enough nonsense out of me. If you guys keep talking, I'll keep listening. Best, Brad, a.k.a. Spywax. Thank you, Brad. Finally, we have an excuse to talk about VR on this show. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> You know, like I work in the tech field and when I think about areas that I might want to like, that would be exciting to work in. VR is one of them. Yeah, definitely. It's, it is a really fun thing to think about is whether or not, as he puts it, whether or not PUBG is still going to be a thing when VR works well. And that's, that's a question right there is what would that mean for VR to work well? Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so let's talk about that because I think VR itself it seems it's almost there but it's also still fairly expensive i'm not even sure how much the headsets cost but i think they're a few hundred bucks and then you need a powerful graphics card and cpu to power it right so i'm i just think it's out of mo- a lot of people's like price range mm-hmm. like people who are playing PUBG on minimum system requirements are not going to be able to power vr there's no. like maybe 20 percent of the population would be able to like keep up. So it's just it's yeah. a much smaller player base. And I think VR will probably always be that way. Oh, um, you think so? Well, I just, I'm just saying that it's always going to be a higher price of admission than desktop gaming. Um, I, I think desktop gaming just will become VR in the not too distant future. Really? Yes, I huh. do. I think, I think VR gaming will, pretty much fully supplant other other styles of sedentary gaming mm. as soon as possible. Really? I, I, do. I don't buy it. Yeah, I do. Like, just take a moment, take a breath, look around at the way the light in your the room that you're in is falling on the objects in front of you. <laughs> look at the cat next to you and how real it looks and how it feels when you scratch its head. Like, there's things about virtual reality that do close us off from a very very rich experience of just being alive in a space with our senses exposed to that space. And I think, I'm just now putting my finger on that, but I've always wondered, like, why doesn't VR look cool? Like, why doesn't it look cool? It doesn't look cool. It's not sexy. There's nothing sexy about VR to me. Like, I wouldn't despite inviting people to a VR thing for my birthday, I wouldn't usually do that. <laughs> and I think that the one of the main setbacks for me about VR is that it closes you off. And that could mean closes you off from 
direct experience with the people around you, but I'm, I'm also noticing it closes you off from direct experience with just your space. And it, it provides, for me, it seems like it's providing for these little morsels of experience, but I wouldn't want to spend a lot of time there so far. Um, I've never felt compelled to, but I'm not saying we won't get there. And I, th- I think that's why augmented reality is, is maybe the way to go. And I'm sure everyone knows what that is, but in case you don't, um, my understanding is basically instead of wearing a, a visor that's dark and has, it's just totally opaque and you look at a screen inside, you might be looking at um, a visor that would basically project overlays for you on the world around you. Um, or maybe, maybe you would have a closed off headset that had a camera and it would project, um, like a layer on that, that, um, display. But I, I find that to be an interesting middle ground, um, in terms of gaming, I'm not sure what potential that really has, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's the jury's definitely still out on VR. I don't, I don't feel like it's a certainty or, or yeah, it's, I don't think it's a certainty yet that we're, VR is going to kind of be the end-all, be-all for gaming. Oh, I, I couldn't disagree more. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's going to be all VR all the time as soon as it's possible, technically. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think people are going to be watching movies in VR. They're going to be having sex in VR. Mm-hmm. They're going to be Skyping in VR. Like, they're going to be, you know, remotely working in VR. Hmm. I think, I I just think it's going to take over. I think it's going to be as omnipresent as cell phones. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. Hmm. I think people are going to be doing yoga in VR. You know what I mean? They're going to be going to doctor's appointments in VR. Like, I just, I, I think that this is on the horizon. Hmm. And I think gaming is one of the first places that's really going to go hard on it. And in my mind, the only limitation of it is just the the actual hardware to run it, and and I guess of course the you know pretty substantial investment of software as well to run it. But you mm-hmm. know that that's just that's kind of a blip on the on this continual map of technological development that we're on already, and so I, I don't see that as being a particularly harder problem to solve than any of these previous problems that have been solved and so for me Wait, it's which just problem the the problem of making vr affordable and good oh right? it's just a matter of time it's it's time yeah so whether, whether they do it in two years or five years mm-hmm. or ten years i think there will be like a you know there'll there'll be an event horizon with it mm. I don't, yeah i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm not gonna hold my breath i think that We'll see more of it, but I don't think I don't think it's going to replace displays. Displace just a good old twenty-four inch monitor um, as the prevalent or like ubiquitous display. Maybe not for office applications, mm-hmm. but I think for entertainment, it's it's toast. That's mm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think like for example, three D movie theaters or the IMAX experience all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just a pale, it's like a pale intermediary between old school films and VR experiences. Mm. And I think that as soon as it's possible, 
to do it really well in the theater, I think that's one of the first places you're going to start to see VR. You're going to have like, you know, Marvel action films in VR. But, ah. you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It took the movie, it took the film industry a while to switch from analog to digital. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll take them a while to switch to VR too. Mm-hmm. All I know is that there is, you can already fuck people in VR. So, mm-hmm. you know, porn, porn leads the way as always. Yep. And that's the show. <laughs> Thanks for your questions, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Go tell your parents about that. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks very much, Brad. That was inspiring material. (laughs) Boy, we're like, we're already balls deep in this episode, Robin. And this is why we need you guys to contribute to Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) We run out of ideas, okay? We need need you guys to be asking us these interesting things. coming up next here okay so upcoming for the show maybe two weeks out i'm thinking we want to choose at least one maybe two different categories of our kind of favorites um for content creators or streamers that around PUBG. at first i was thinking just a content creator of the year would be fun to choose and i got to thinking about it more and i think it'd be fun to do a content creator and also a streamer of the year and PUBG's been out for a little more than a year now, um, at least the early access version. We'll just round up uh, or down, I guess. So we're going to choose our first year's worth of content making and streaming. You know, let the Discord discussions ensue. <laughs> I'm curious yeah. what other people think. Yeah, let's make a let's make a um, a contest where people get to choose. Oh, a survey? Yeah, a survey. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't remember that word. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's make a survey. I don't want uh, the people to choose. I want to choose. Well, no, we'll have a popular vote, and then we'll have the electoral college vote, which is us. Yes. All right, so, I like so it. we get the best I... of both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Because I'm kind of curious action. what other people think. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get some data. So yeah, so uh, look out for that in our Discord, and you too can participate. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. Well, I'm excited. Look forward to that. Next announcement here is that we have some tournaments coming up. The uh, tournament that Sokola is heading up was postponed. It was supposed to happen this past Sunday, but he rescheduled it for this Sunday. So when you're listening to this, it's probably going to be like tomorrow or today. Mm -hmm. And it's happening at 2 p.m. Pacific, which is 5 p.m. Eastern time. And that's Sunday, September 2nd. Mm -hmm. So this is... uh, you know, this is hosted by Sokola. He actually plays on a pro or, or at least semi-pro team. They go, you know, they're in scrims against all of the biggest teams. And they just narrowly missed getting into the PGI. So they're like, mm. they're the real deal. And so he's really, he wants this to be like as close to regular tournament style as possible. So it's going to be four-person squads 
and they're using the PGI rule set. So just, you know, it's kind of, it's some faster circles and the loot tables are modified and mm. it's just basically exactly what you would see at any major tournament right now. So, awesome. Yeah, so... I just, you, this kind of snuck up on me and I need a team, so... Yeah, so Call reach me. out to Robin. <laughs> I I know I really wanted to play in it, but I'm moving that mm-hmm. weekend, so mm-hmm. I'm likely just not going to be able to get it together. I, my PC probably won't even be set up. So best of luck. Wave the winner-winner flag for us, Robin. Okay. However, a tournament that we both could feasibly participate in is uh, the BPC tournament, which is coming up. Now, if you haven't heard of BPC, they're the Black Pan Clan. Mm -hmm. They're another pro slash semi-pro team. And they've they've been kind of in and out of our Discord for a while. They, uh, DCM is a player in in that squad that commonly shows up in our Discord. Mm -hmm. So they're hosting their own tournament on september 15th saturday september 15th at noon pacific time and 3 p.m eastern time and this is cool because they've actually got real life prizes going on so if you are in the winning squad in this tournament you will actually get a real life level three helmet Whoa! Like, yeah you'll, you're gonna get that spetsnaz level three helmet so that's pretty sweet. At their last tournament, they gave away some level three backpacks. So this is like, this is cool. They're actually giving away real stuff. So if you want to join that tournament, the best way to do that would be to contact DCM on our Discord. So his name is D-E-C-I-U-M. And if a better way comes up to do that, then I'll let you guys know. So anyway, yep, getting a little bit more into the tournament thing here. Uh, Robin, I'm looking forward to the two of us eventually hosting like a, a big official winner-winner tournament. Yeah, it could yeah. happen. Um, yeah. Especially since the, God, what's that site that came out recently? Yeah, Face It. Yes, Face It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once they get kind of up and running, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be really sweet. And apparently I have beta access that I haven't even cashed in on yet but Mm -hmm. I might even be able to get that going soon. Yeah, that'll be awesome. We'll give these tournaments some time, and maybe over the next month or so, I'll think about setting one of those up. Yeah, cool. All right, what's this news here? It looks like you've been looking at a new Battle Royale game. Okay, yep. Acolyte and Tomographic have to give them credit for exposing me to a new battle royale game called the last tide which is an underwater battle royale game and it's very creative and different it's still like shooty shooty bang bang you know kill all the other people and avoid the circle of sharks (laughs) (laughs) oh it's sharks it's sharks there's sharks in this game all right so from the top the way that you start is it looks like everybody is streaming into the map from a single direction as a torpedo and you can guide your torpedo around the map and once you crash it into something you deploy whoa that's a cool idea right and it actually kind of makes me wonder if you can just storm around as a torpedo forever until you crash into something (laughs) 
Because then you can, I wonder like what happens if you hit somebody. Yeah, if you ram someone. <laughs> but anyway, awesome. I'm daydreaming. Um, you deploy as a torpedo, you loot, and you're underwater. And it looks like the surface of the water down to the ocean floor is roughly 30 to 40 feet on average. And there's topography like cliffs and rocks and plants and... Um, plants aren't topography, but you get the point. And there's ships, shipwrecks, there's underwater buildings of sorts, and all kinds of different weapons. Mostly I just noticed there's some like automatic weapons, and there's also a harpoon gun, which works as a sniper. And it's not like a really sn- slow dart. It's like pretty much a really fast travel like you would expect a sniper tri- uh, rifle to have. So they took some li- physics liberties, mm, you know, sure. w- for good reason. Sure. There's also these things called chum grenades that have chum or shark shark bait in them. And if you throw them at other players, then sharks will like go to that area and whoever's in that area will get attacked by sharks. And the sharks will bite you. Basically, your legs are in the shark's mouth and the shark will drag you around and do damage and then like let you go somewhere random, like maybe 30 feet away from where you started. (laughs) Sounds amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. I'm not sure if you can do damage on the sharks or what, but yeah, it's it's pretty serious. Huh. Um, but it looks like a pretty innovative game, and it looked surprisingly polished and smooth for one of these games I hadn't heard of. You know, I've been kind of excited about other Battle Royale games, and then they hit Steam, and I try them, and they're just like, meh. I guess Islands of Nine is actually pretty cool, but it doesn't have that that lightning in a bottle, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That car game, Fractured Lands, I gave that a small chance, and definitely am not feeling that yet. We'll see. As as our patron, Brad, said, we're like excited about all these new games, and the more that new ones come, come out, I'm like, the more I'm like, oh, okay, this actually is really hard to replicate well mm. and and to create again so yeah people underestimate they underestimate PUBG. i yep. think yep so yeah well that's cool man i hadn't even heard about this game so thanks for telling me about it i if this ends up being a good game then it sounds like something i would really like to play mm-hmm. so yeah i'm definitely going to keep my eye on last tide for sure i just it's it's different enough and unique enough that I think it could really add a lot of elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're really excited to jump into our Xbox Corner segment, which we've been looking forward to for a really long time here. So, um, yeah, basically, we've just been wanting to get more of the Xbox voice in our community onto the show. And this is the very first, the inaugural segment right here. So let's welcome Stop Collaborate. Hey, hey. And also the Basic Bro. How's it going, everybody? It's really great to have you guys on the show. And, you know, I, I think like anyone who's been hanging out in our Discord for any amount of time probably knows both of you uh, through text, if not through voice. So, uh, yeah, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Stop Collaborate. You want to go first? Uh, sure. Well, I actually got into this game from uh, my friend, uh, my buddy Neptune Spear, who I game share with on the Xbox, and he was super hyped about the game before it came out. I barely knew anything about it, so he got the game, so that meant I got it. And then 
it just sort of snowballed from there and I got really into it and found this podcast on like episode it was I don't remember which episode but it was in the single digits and then nice I started the Xbox Club eventually when I realized it wasn't happening yet and then it just sort of kept up ever since that's awesome man that Xbox Club is fantastic by the way you know, oh yeah, like, I've met I've met a few people through it. It's great. <laughs> Just a couple. How many users is that sitting at at the moment? Ooh, last time I looked, it was at like two forty three. I think. Oh, uh, that's epic. Going for that big two five zero. I know. Join up. You could be two five zero. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, we should we should try to give away a prize to number two fifty. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's like think it. about that. Two hundred fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian, Canadian sense. sense. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. There you go. So, yeah, uh, speaking of Canada, Basic Bro, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, everybody. Yeah, well, I actually uh, found myself lying in the fields of Pochinki on my very first match back in December. I'd never heard of the game before, to be honest with you. I kept seeing these advertisements with this uh, PUBG character, uh, with a big title PUBG on Xbox, all these advertisements, and I kept on looking at them. And then uh, my cousin, he's like, yeah, you got to get this game. hundred people try it out. I was like, okay, sure. I just picked it up, 25 bucks at the time. And uh, yeah, that is that is when I dropped down and just found myself lying in a field, I think with a pistol. And I was like, what is this game and what is going on? And I heard people running around. I, I think I might have lagged out uh, and got black screen in my first match too. But hey, that's that was the Xbox game at the time, right? So here I am now. Uh, I'm pretty passionate about the game. I just like how how every single situation you get in in the game is different almost every time, and and no other game's been able to draw me in like that since the Halo Two days. So that's that's me in a nutshell, right there. Just you you've been lying in that field in Pachinki I've, ever since. Yeah, <laughs> I still lie in that field to this day. Yeah, just For hang out. I'll just say. <laughs> I I am a straight up camper with that pistol, you know. You gotta get good with one gun, right? <laughs> That's rad. <laughs> ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so today we're just gonna keep this one short today. We're actually planning on a longer segment next week, which is gonna be exciting. Uh but we'll get into that a little bit later. But so uh this just recently they've published that they're overhauling the crate system and also adding a new in-game currency. So I'd love to hear you guys just like get a little bit more into that. Yeah, that uh, sounds sure. great. You yeah. go ahead, stop. You wanna you wanna roll in with this? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, slight amount of background. I do not pay attention to the PC side of the game basically at all. All of my exposure is I get it from the podcast. So I actually don't know what's up with your guys's keys and crates and all that stuff. So I just know what we have on the Xbox, which is pay increasing amounts of BP for ever, ra- ever more random and ever more frustrating crates. So <laughs> that sounds really much, familiar. Yes. Yeah, but uh, we, we could it. start with uh, Arjuna, maybe <laughs> giving a little little overlay about the PC side of things. I have a bit of crossover myself, uh, but uh, yeah, coming from Arjuna's side, uh, how does the PC one work for those Xbox players out there that have no idea what's going on? You know, it's it's basically the way you described it. I mean, that's it. We we actually don't have like another in-game currency. So this new one for the Xbox is unprecedented. The it's basically just like you get your BP, 
you buy a crate that may or may not be a random crate and it may or may not need a key if you if you want to actually get a key you have to purchase that on the um the steam marketplace so maybe, maybe you can purchase it in game now spoiler alert i've never ever ever purchased a key i have <laughs> yep i'm pretty sure it does link you to steam yeah mm-hmm I, re- I recall Robin instantly regretted it too. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, glad I got to experience that. Okay. A dirty t-shirt? What? Yeah, no. yeah, totally. It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, why would you pay to get the same crap that you get in the unpaid ones? I don't get exactly. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that yeah, that's the way it's been on the PC, and I'm really curious to hear about what this G coin is going to be doing that's different. Pretty much what G-Coin does is uh, it essentially is a coin that they can uh, get to actually buy more crates, more items in the game, more special unlocks uh, compared to actually having locked boxes. Uh, They're not going to have those in game. You're going to be able to buy everything with BP, which is awesome, except for those special unlocks where where they have G-Coin and you can you can purchase G-Coin, the in-game currency. And what you can do with it is, you know, you can get you can get that Bengal uh, tiger parachute, better weapon skins, uh, and whatever else they they start to roll out, uh, which is really cool. And it's kind of, I guess, unheard of in the PUBG community be, uh, before because they don't have that marketplace on Xbox. Mm. You don't have that access to jump on and and jump on a marketplace. They don't have anything dedicated to that. Possibly one day, but right now it, it's not something that's really possible and seen within games as far as I'm aware. So this G-Coin kind of gives that access to everybody and allows you to to really uh, get that full PUBG experience that, say, the Steam users on PC playing PUBG can get because they can mm. purchase anything they want and get that. And we're just here getting dirty T-shirts and I, I don't know what kind of, like like sneakers like your school your brown school <laughs> shoes or something you know what i mean oh the brown school so. shoes though gotta have them <laughs> like 50 <laughs> pairs man only wear them when you drop into school <laughs> right yeah it's required for admission school drop <laughs> so have xbox players up until now been able to even like gift each other items or trade items at all oh no not to my wow. knowledge okay no. So it's just that, like like you only have the stuff that you open from your crates and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the you longest wanna, time, I was yeah. I was looking for one of those winter jackets so I could go the full Bane look from Dark Knight Rises. And <laughs> nice. all of my friends had the winter jackets and would put them on when we were in parties just to show off that they had it and I didn't. You you want that jacket? You gotta beg your friend to drop it in the game lobby. That that's oh, how, how that's that's the trading right there. If you remembers. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I I didn't realize this coming in. So it it does sound like this system's actually seeking to like replicate that Steam marketplace experience that the PC players have already had. Is is that like a fair assessment of it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. See now, what what I'm not exactly clear on is the G coin a separate in-game currency from BP, and then do you buy it with BP or actual money or both? Mm. That, so my underst- yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it, go ahead. T- t- yeah, tell us about it, basic bro. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, the G coin you you buy with real currency, and you can spend it on these special unlocks that you can't use BP. So it's almost like its own little separate marketplace. Like here's your Here's your dollar store, and then here's your, you know, 
a Gucci or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you got the two different levels of stores where you're going to get you're going to get certain things and know and expect certain things at this one store and uh then you get the higher class items at uh at your other store with that G coin. You can you can choose what you get essentially. Mm. So you're still using your BP to buy crates like you always did. Yes, and then- and, and and then the nice part is that they have set prices for crates now. So it's going to be all the time it's going to be 1000 per crate for clothing and 2000 per crate for weapon skins. And that's mm. great too because they don't increase and double in value. Maybe that's because uh, we have more casual players. They're not playing as much, maybe not getting points as fast. So you're getting more opportunities to unlock crates because by the time you unlock the second crate, it's already... Um, out, you know, paid for itself rather than paying seven hundred for the first one and fourteen hundred for the next. You got mm. two thousand for two, right? So you're already yeah. one hundred less, which is great. Uh, it's a good. It's a good start. I don't know if they have limits either on it. Uh, they did not mention that in the article whether they're going to have like that seven crate limit or whatever the current limit is. So that's that's my knowledge so far. Mm, okay. So has did did the Xbox have locked crates with keys before this? No, not at all. Wow. It was always you buy the crate with BP, you get a random crate or a random type of crate. So Wander, Survivor, Biker, and then recently, or by recently, I mean several months ago, the Western Military. Mm. And then you have a random drop from inside. So frequently I'd get all excited because, oh my gosh, it's a Western Military crate, dirty t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so. and it's, it's funny. It's hilarious too, because, uh, when people got some special crates too uh, from an unlock, people are like, "Oh, the crate locks, the lock crates are coming," uh, because some people instead of receiving like the Xbox Community Challenge crate, they received like a locked crate that needed a key. And I guess that was some kind of glitch that happened. Oh, I never heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, people are like, "Oh." the in-game currency system is on its way to xbox soon so i don't know if they tried reassessing that and maybe got some bad feedback i didn't dig too deep on that but i i know that uh that that did happen for some people getting locked crates by accident uh, i don't know how that happens when you send everybody one crate but hey it's PUBG for you right it's anything yeah, can happen yeah. It's the PUBG Corp version of a spoiler, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we Whoops. accidentally let the code out. <laughs> oh, we put this totally. new weapon in the description by accident. Oops. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Ban, ban, ban. Right. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, basic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah, the... The the short version of that story is that uh, Basic Bro got banned from the PUBG Corp forums for pointing out a bug, and uh, maybe yeah maybe we'll have you tell the full story of that on a future episode. Yeah, but, we uh, can leave that on a cliffhanger. And, yeah, uh, yeah, there were no <laughs> swear words or anything. It was just facts, straight facts. Okay, so <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at by everybody and be a poor sport. <laughs> I, I love how uh, I think it was you, Basic Bro, wrote wrote in a comment here in the document said I, I heard they were going to do an IPO for Gcoin to make it an official cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> rumors, right? You got to get the rumor started somewhere. Oh, so uh, it, if they want to pay for servers and have people actually contribute, you know, I think that's a viable option as another another form of uh, currency for them. So you know, it <laughs> it could be the way way to go, right? Maybe it'll 
you can put it put the G coin towards hosting servers or something. Just throwing ideas out there. <laughs> We're about bringing out all the possible yeah. facts, all yeah. the possible facts yeah. on this podcast. Well, well, one heart too. He mentioned, hey, I think people are gonna. Uh, call them G units soon, because <laughs> that's where you get all your dope clothes from, right? Yeah, uh, lots of laughs. He's uh, that's awesome. So, okay, and then what's this about we- weapon skins coming to the Xbox? So you guys haven't had weapon skins yet? Not at all. Oh, dude, I've been <laughs> nope. living under a rock, man. <laughs> yeah. Just well, I think we said in that another conversation that that's been part of the humor of the show. It's like, whoa, we've got this on PC. What's all happening on Xbox? Yeah. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, every time we hear about something coming to Xbox, we're like, what? You guys haven't had that? (laughs) (laughs) And then I feel like a second class citizen. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Here's the zinger. Can't wait for that orange weapon skin. (laughs) Well, actually, actually, on the reverse side, though, I'm more like, wait, that's on PC. (laughs) Like, this (laughs) is why I don't pay attention. I don't like to know what I'm missing out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I'm not that present in the Discord, but I noticed that you mentioned a deal on Xboxes right now for Xboxes, Arjuna, where you can do like monthly payments that are twenty five dollars or thirty five dollars uh, yeah. for yeah Get different on models. That. Yeah, and I, I actually looked into it and was like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool, I guess. Xbox Ones are they seem alright, but just like in light of this. Just mm-hmm. seeing how far behind it always is. I'm right, like, you're why, like, I don't know. Would I? I've spent like so much money on my PC, and I'm about to spend more. Probably, it's like, why would I buy a console? Yeah. No, I'm all console all the time, and I even say like, if you're that invested into PC, don't get a console. You're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. my console. I have a PC. It's terrible. I won't. I will probably never be a PC gamer again. But mm-hmm. I'm not saying console console is the best and everyone should have one increase that fire base it's fine for me it's fine for me yep it's convenient oh yeah i love sitting on the couch kicking back i don't like having to sit hunched over at a pc Mm -hmm. well i play xbox and that's me you know just the (laughs) the fact that an xbox costs as much as like a mid-level not even a high-end graphics card on the pc is like telling it's insane also that (laughs) yeah so Anyway, but uh, well, I'll digress on that one. We're, we're also planning on having a little hardware discussion uh, on this wow, segment at some point. We need to have like several. Really excited about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Robin's planning We might that need too. a good guest for that. But Yeah, I got some fun content for that. Uh, I did some pretty hard research on the uh, Xbox. Xbox side of things and the processing power of its uh, gpu and everything really? that a lot of pc players are gonna enjoy yeah i, I broke it right down from the ori- yeah. the first console all the way up to the xbox one x and then we delved into the ssds so if you guys are listening and this is your first time uh we got some some fun stuff coming up on the xbox side of things there yeah i look forward to hearing that anyway this is going to com- conclude our first xbox corner segment so thank you so much stop collaborate and the basic bro for coming on here yeah absolutely yeah thanks anytime. for having us all right yeah, see you guys a lot. yeah yeah take care see you guys Ciao. later bye-bye see ya well that was really sweet to have basic bro and stop collaborate on the show and the way that we're going to do this is we're just going to be incorporating more and more xbox content as time goes on and we might even have some standalone shows. Mm-hmm. So You know, instead of recording new shows, 
about the Xbox Arduino, we could just replay some of our like patch notes from the PC from like six <laughs> months ago. There you go. Could save yep. everybody a lot of time. Yep, just reruns. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> just splice in the word Xbox every now and then. <laughs> yeah, get some AI to just replace it for us. <laughs> Love it. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> or second, as it were. <laughs> So uh, there are just a couple of things that we forgot to mention with having those guys on the show. So I'm just going to put them here, which is that our our big four Xbox players here, that's Basic Bro, Stop Collaborate, Heinze, or Backdraft, and uh, The One Heart are going to be doing a collaborative stream on September 4th, which coincidentally is when the, or maybe not coincidentally, is when the Xbox 1.0 is going to drop. So hopefully the servers will be working and shit because that would be kind of disappointing if they weren't. But basically on Tuesday, September the 4th at 6.30 Pacific time, which is 9.30 Eastern time, they are going to be doing the four of them on a joint mixer stream. So that's going to be a really cool thing to watch. I think I'm going to tune in to watch that if I get the chance. And that's going to be hosted at the Basic Bros Mixer stream. So that's just mixer.com forward slash the Basic Bro. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. So show up and watch them if you want to see some happy fun times on the release of Xbox 1.0. And just one more thing I wanted to mention. This is, comes from our Discord member, The One Heart. And he says that you can get a USB 3 enclosure and a 256 gigabyte SSD hard drive for $50 on Amazon right now, 50 US dollars. So that's a pretty killer deal. I think a lot of people have, you know, they've been having their loading problems and and general performance problems on the Xbox for a while now, and they haven't pulled the trigger on upgrading to an SSD because it's just seemed too expensive. So just think about that for 50 bucks, you can get that upgrade and it really is a game changer. I mean, for a lot of people, it brings their vanilla Xbox experience up to like an X1 X, you know, so uh, that's pretty exciting. Wow. And then just the last thing I wanted to mention again was that if you don't, if you don't use hardwired Ethernet on your Xbox, you are definitely missing out on some game performance. So We've mentioned this on the show before, but just as a reminder and for any of our new listeners joining in, if you're currently using your Xbox in wireless and you're not using hardwired Ethernet, that would be like the number one upgrade that I would recommend mm-hmm. right from the beginning. And a really cheap one too. It is. A little bit of work to, to route that cable through your house maybe, but totally worth it. Yeah. And if for some reason installing a long cable from your router to your Xbox just isn't going to be possible... Then another thing that you can do is you can actually get an Ethernet over power line adapter. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more pricey. Those things cost like $30 to $40, but it's well worth it. And what it does is it basically allows you to plug your Ethernet into the wall, into your wall power, and then it comes out wherever you plug the other end of it in. And then you can just plug that right into your Xbox or your PC for that. That is matter. just mind-boggling to me that that works. It's amazing, by, by the way. <laughs> right, because an Ethernet cable consists of at least eight different signals, right? Yeah, and somehow you can send all of those signals over the same wire. 
through yeah, all, over an AC. Alter, over an AC wire. Yeah. Very th- much thicker gauge, and right. that signal is getting through and and getting re kind of consumed at the other end and being probably you know streamed into those eight or so different parts again right it's pretty cool technology yeah it's mind-blowing to me especially Mm -hmm. since they have to they have to find a way to remove all of the other interference that's happening in that power line on the receiving end Mm -hmm. so yeah that's just a, a modern marvel going on there but at any rate you can benefit from this so if you like if you had a vanilla original Xbox One that you were playing on wireless and you got this enclosure plus the SSD and you started running your Ethernet over the wire, it would just be night and day. I mean, you'd be playing a whole different game at that point. So anyway, that's just a plug. If you're really dedicated to PUBG and you don't like the performance you're getting, you might consider you know one of those two upgrades. All right. And that's going to do it for the show this week. Any parting thoughts, Robin? Mm, Not really. You know, email us if you want to converse or find us on our Discord. And that's preferred, of course. And I'd like to say thanks to Spiffy Man again for letting us use his awesome music, which definitely gives our show uh, an aesthetic boost, to say the least. Indeed. Yep. You know, for my stripping routine, I'm going to be using exclusively Spiffy Man from now on. <laughs> so, we'll put the link. drive with the Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> I'll make it work, you know? <laughs> I'm a creative guy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're going to put the link to Robin and my stripping stream in the show notes here. Twitch.tv forward slash sapiostrip. And, uh, yeah, you know, don't worry if you can't actually find that when you go searching for it. It'll be up. How many of our listeners are Googling sapiosexual right now? (laughs) Yeah, that's a new one to add to your list. Mm -hmm. You know, I guarantee if you put that on your Tinder profile, you'll get more hits. Just put it as a bullet point, sapiosexual. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap unless we take this podcast into more of a dating advice podcast which (laughs) no one really needs in their lives so until next week it's been a pleasure all right see you guys next week